0: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski. The dingarona. The
1: ring-a-ding-ding unleash your power to save with boost get a free samsung galaxy A23 5g phone when you switch boost mobile unleash your power and the ding limited time offer new customers only available on select networks 5g not available everywhere one device per line tax excluded additional restrictions apply see your local boost mobile store for details what's up y'all this your boy david with blackwell Friend song and i'm here today to tell you guys about anchor if you haven't heard of anchor is the best place to make a podcast anchor is a free app That has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com.
2: What's up guys, welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show.
1: Welcome everybody to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. It's your boy David Bellard checking in with my co-host fellas. How you doing?
2: What up, what up? It's Jalen. How y'all doing, man? I'm chilling, bro. Blessed to be here. Jack,
1: How
0: y'all man, boys what doing up, in
2: Louisiana? Chilling. What up, Kelly? What up, Ralph?
3: What up, what up, man? Sure, I'm glad to be tapping in with y'all, man. Finally, it was it was worth the wait, though. So let's get oh, it,
1: man. Dang, dang. Yeah, man. Guys, we got another very special, special very special. Yeah. This has been a, a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. In the making. yeah. Uh, ever yeah. since we got yeah. connected. Our schedules has been conflicting. Yeah, We've we,
2: trying to work we,
3: around it, but we finally got yeah, it. Yeah,
2: man. We we got it right. Finally, you know.
3: You yeah. just gotta keep on trying. Exactly, yeah. man. Better late than never, man.
1: Yo, yeah. A brother out of California, doing yeah. some major things. Yeah, just a serial entrepreneur by the name of Ralph Diesel Ralph. How you Hello, man,
3: thanks for having me, fellas.
2: Oh, uh, we appreciate you for coming on, brother.
3: Of course, of course man.
2: Oh uh, yeah, man. You, man.
3: Uh, shoot, man, we just—I'm just out here in Cali, uh, you know, trying to build this empire and, and, and just keep pushing this ownership uh, momentum um, across the culture, man. Yeah. You know, uh, started off. Uh, from the very bottom, uh, I could definitely be that story for whoever didn't have a platform, or whoever doesn't, you know, have that that boost. Then come from a family with money that wasn't born with a silver spoon, man. Uh, it's a raw story of starting from the very bottom, uh, literally from buying a Honda Civic. I want to say the Honda Civic I bought for like 250 bucks. By the time the auction fees and things that sort, I came out to about 300 bucks, and I flipped that to 500. And then I took that 500 and went back in and bust that to 750 and then 750 to 1250 and it's just been a constant um, grind of uh, having eight in a minute, don't get me wrong, uh, you know, I still had to survive and things of that sort, still had to spend some of that, but at the end of the day we just kept it moving to where we at now and to be honest, this is probably just the beginning of everything, you know, uh, we have up, up for grabs, so. Uh, to the point of uh, ownership of two Subway franchises out in Cali, uh, car dealership, clothing lines, things of that sort, man. It was just constantly building up to a certain point and then just diversifying. And then once I get to those certain amount of streams, then I ramp those up and then just keep those consistent. So, mm-hmm. That's the name uh-huh. of the game, man. Black Wealth, bro. It's a renaissance, man. Let's go, bro. Let's go. Hey, bro. First off,
2: I didn't even know you had the car dealership. I ain't going to lie, bro. Like, and I sell cars. I work for my cousin. He got a car dealership. Okay, and I definitely want to own one in the future too. So okay. we gotta we gotta pull away from that. But exactly, man. But bro, it's just it's just fire like the story. The, the, story
3: the hustle. The yeah. Yeah, man. Uh Shoot. the hustle uh it's definitely been a hustle, man. Um uh it, it's it, it really sounds cliche when they say just keep going, but uh, you get to a certain point of the hustle where you don't have a choice but to keep going. Uh, like at this point, for example, you know, where I'm at now, I have over 20 employees on my payroll. I have three children. I have a wife, uh, all these people depend on me to, to keep generating because their lives depend on, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. At this point in time, the hustle has to continue. The marathon has to continue. I can't slow it down because I have 16 other families that's probably not going to eat dinner on Monday because I can't process payroll today because I turned down the hustle. You know, on Monday, I can't process payroll Friday, so they're not gonna eat. Now we can't really do that. So, uh, man, it's just a long. It sounds cliche, man, but it's really, it's really a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, I really want to say I've been in, I've been in my mode. I've been in my mindset. Uh, this is probably gonna be my tenth year, man. And starting last year is when I really started seeing things uh, take off, basically, to the to the uh, to the level of what I envisioned back in 09. So from back in 09, when I started my, my, my real hustle of buying cars from a car auction, a police auction, not even a dealer's auction, just a police auction, impounded cars that was probably involved in a by or something like that. I'm risking it. I'm driving them and I'm trying to sell them, things of that sort. Uh, and what I envisioned back then is what I'm living now. But even when I'm living through it now, it's still not what I envision for the future. So sounds cliche. has been a 10-year process and I still feel like I'm at the very beginning of things, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Let, let let's let's get into the car dealership part, bro. Since since that's that's like where you really came up first, right? The car dealership. Right. right. So, like a lot of people don't understand do, are you so you just do pre owned used cars?
3: Yeah, used cars, man. I'm a wholesaler. So I buy from the auction and I yeah. sell to physical retail dealerships themselves. So we're oh. talking about volume. Yeah, exactly.
2: Okay. Oh damn. So yeah,
3: definitely, I got to my point, man. we definitely we're don't get to down too much. Yeah, we try yeah. to put out the ball on you,
2: man. Hey, that's that's a smart avenue too, bro. Because I see a lot, and even be a being a pre owner or you was like, you know, you get that that stigmatism, or like yeah. that that certain type of uh, this viewpoint on you. Like, this car gonna be trashy? Is this gonna be like a lemon? You're gonna be yeah. fucking me over or something, type yeah. like that. Yeah. So your route. That's very smart because you don't have to worry about that. You the exactly. person supplying the people that's actually selling the car. The business. So how did that even how they came how they came about?
3: Um, man, uh, like I said, I started off uh, buying cars from the police auction, and when I was buying them from the police auction, they came with a lot of issues and they came with a lot of uh, liabilities on them. So. Uh, I had to put money into them to get them runnable, and then try to get them out ASAP before they busted on me or things of that sort uh, And then it just, it just really hit when uh, timing, it. timing was of the essence. Uh, I didn't have the time to meet with individuals on a daily basis to buy one car. However, that same energy I could have put into dealing with the dealer that needed eight cars a week, you know, and I could have supplied him. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not making the same profit margins like I would have on retail but i'm going for more volume so if i had to send out a truckload of cars eight cars on them at a thousand dollars a pop that's still the same amount of effort of me buying four cars and making two grand a pop same profit margins less work more volume out so that's what really kind of pushed me to go to that time obviously that's the most you know valuable asset we had time was really of the essence man i had a son um i was starting to build things up my clothing line things of that sort so it's just really like, man, I don't really have much time. Oh, I need to spread this time across. this 16 hours of a workday. I have to spread this across efficiently and make, maximize it as much as possible before that next day. And that's how I really came about that, man.
0: Yeah. So, where did you start to, like, where to find wholesale? Like, how did you use- Yeah, like, you had
2: a mentor for that
0: or yeah. something? Like, uh,
3: No, I, I had some friends that were already doing it, and uh, I saw the ease of operations on their end. And uh, I mean, they always say your network is your network, man. I, I saw them, and, and I just knew that the route they were going, the route they were doing it was easier. Um, and that's what motivated me to go there. So that has to be a will. I had the will of saying, you know what, man, I want to go harder from that perspective. Uh, it was instilling me to, to want to go harder. And then I just used what they were doing as motivation to do it myself.
0: Hey. That's so hard, man. Yeah. Can you can you kind of go into like your first deal, like how you, you sold it to a dealership?
3: Um, first deal, uh, it was a, it was a two car deal. Um, uh, one of them, two car deal, and ironically that one was even a struggle. Um, it was two Nissan Altimas. It was a it was like a '07 Nissan Altima. And the 08 needs the Same body style, same motor, same everything. Um, I tested it out with two of those, man. Uh,
0: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: I had already met the dealer. Uh, around the corner from my house i told him what i was doing he was like okay you know i'll check you out i already have sellers i already have sellers that go to auction and come supply me anyway this my this is my cap on this kind of card he gave me all the, the different um thresholds and no yeah. no more than these this many miles no more than no no older than this year things of that sort uh i met that criteria uh when i went to deliver though you know what I'm saying? We, we had a seven day deal, man. Yo, bro, I'm gonna put it up. I'm gonna inspect it, everything is fine after seven days. That's when um, I'll wire you over the bread. Then those seven days, both cars busted on me, man. One had a transmission issue. One had an engine issue. So I'm, I'm kind of scarred when it comes to those Nissan Ultimates. But um, again, I didn't give up at that point. That was a heavy loss right there. Yeah. Um, I had to take the cars back. I had to put money into them, just get them up and running, and then run them back through the auction. Um, it took, but it just took that grit. I had to deal with that mental anguish to get things um, back in order, in order to start over again. So I took a loss, but that, the difference of that bread, I just brought back, you know, I reflipped it again. I got back on my feet after another two flips.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you, you touched on that part of your story, man, because that's like one part we always like people to understand. That on this journey, you're gonna have to take a loss. You're gonna have There's to no take something. No such thing as not taking one. Yeah, you gotta take something like, to if, the chin, man. If you you're... ain't taking L's. You ain't right. putting out. A, you ain't risking enough. Like, oh yeah, you gotta take some L's, and that's whenever you said you get that that point. Like I always say, you gonna fold or you gonna figure it out, and you gonna right. figure it out and get the shit done.
3: Right, exactly, man. So uh, that that wasn't an option, man. I had a, a wife and a, my oldest son at the house to feed. Um, at that point, I had no nine to five. I had just gotten terminated from AutoZone. Um, I thank him for that, though, because uh, it, it built me up to be where I'm at, to be self-sufficient. Um, I didn't have enough time to go and find another job. I had to make things happen that next day, you know what I'm saying? So I had no choice but to give up, and I think if you instill that in your brain where you have no choice but to keep going, you are going to keep going. You know what I'm saying? And that that's a major key right there, man. Uh, you can't let any little thing come in and and, and – you know fall towards your destiny man at the end of the day you're supposed to get somewhere you knew you were supposed to get there before you even started it and you got to keep it pushing mental anguish self-control mental control remember? yeah yeah man.
2: i love it you definitely gotta have that man you gotta have that resilience that's that's my favorite where like you just gotta be resilient man no matter how many licks you take you gotta find that little piece of just like a little voice in your head that said keep exactly. going bro just exactly. keep going
3: Exactly, exactly, man. Exactly, yeah, but, man. So many stories about it, man. Uh, uh, my brother Nick says it in uh, multiple interviews. The only thing, the only thing that distinguishes me from anybody else is the fact that I didn't quit. That's yeah. one of my
1: favorite before. interviews. And I saw
3: that raw. I saw that raw with them. Um, I, I saw the losses that were taking. I'm talking about start over. It's not even like, oh, you know, we we, we had three thousand, we lost a thousand. No, three thousand to negative a thousand. Okay, start over again. Okay, we up 5,000 to 2,000. Oh, man, we getting arrested it taking all the merchandise and we got to bail out, oh, man. So all these different things, man, I saw the ups and downs, but then again, I also saw the ups, 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 ups. So, you know, it's an algorithm. It's gonna be up, down, up, down, up, down. The key is uh, banking off of the up, 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 and then a slight down and then another up, up, up. That's how you get up. So I saw him weather that, I looked at the algorithm, I said, oh, if he did it, then by all means, why couldn't I? So, I just put my mind down. My I you know, put my mind to it. I um, put my head in the sand and, and grinded it out, grassroots.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so Ralph, I do want to. I want to kind of see. So you get into the cars. You get into this business. You start generating income. What was the next venture that you got into?
3: Um, uh, next venture I got into was my clothing line, World uh, Dynamite, and and with that. Uh, we had we had you know, ups and downs in regards to that, um, but what I, what we initially envisioned with that was making quick, fast money off of that. You know, uh, let's shoot for retail. Let's get in Nordstroms. Let's get in Macy's. You know, hundred thousand dollar orders, and, this and that not all. But uh, we were forced. It wasn't even like you know we changed up the game plan. We were forced to kind of uh, redo the model to where we we're going for pure longevity and authenticity. So, with that, I, I knew that I couldn't eat off that. To this day, we still don't, we don't run a profit, nor do we eat a profit off of it. This is something we're building uh, to become a Ralph Lauren of Africa. You know what I'm saying? The the, the premier brand from the country I'm from, Sierra Leone. So, with that, um, we decided saying, you know what? Instead of us trying to shoot this and that and not be authentic with it, now we have, you know, 100,000 people walking around wearing the same t shirt, and let's kind of dumb it down, let's shoot for exclusivity. Uh, that same shirt that we could have sold to Norsen for 20 bucks, they're it for 50 bucks. Man, let's retail it on our own for 50 bucks. And yeah, we might not get 100,000 orders, but we'll get 10,000 authentic ones that'll come back and they're wearing something exclusive. So we changed that model around. Um, that was the second thing I went into. And then after that, and that, that was a minor, uh, that was a minor just because, like I said, that brand is still being built. We're actually under rebrand now. But the next major thing that I put that money into was into the stock market. Um, dealing with gold and oil ETFs. I'm getting wrong. We talking about you got to take some losses. Oh, boy. You know what I'm saying? We took those losses in the market. But when, when the rallies came, man, it was rallying. So uh, that's where I went next. Uh, we moved that cash. We kept building that up, going in and out, going in and out. And then I said, you know what? I really need to diversify. The market was really volatile. Um especially uh, especially with trump coming in i was like oh man you know it was going up up." up. i was i was envisioning a collapse and i everything i built literally probably would have taken a hit the only asset i really had was my home and my cars were truly really an asset they depreciate by the minute so then from there um that's why i said you know what man uh, we're going to go into franchising franchise and i was going to buy a uh, uh and let me know if you need me to stop in order to, you know recap on anything fellas but uh, the franchise, and I was going to buy a cleaner franchise first. Uh, those corporate nine-to-five buildings that you guys see closed down, you see people walking in after hours with the backpack vacuums and trash cans. I was going to buy some volume of that. Buy like you know $15,000 worth of volume on a monthly basis. Put me on a schedule. I'm running my own staff. I'm buying my own equipment. I'm buying my own material. Um, and I was going to do that. And uh, I was literally sleeping in. Uh, this is about 3 a.m. Uh, my brothers, my partners to vouch. Um, I'm asleep. Uh, the Lord told me, uh, Subway. I woke up out of my sleep. Subway? You know, I'm looking around. The whole house is shut down. My kids are asleep. My wife's asleep. Try to go back to sleep. Subway, 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 Subway. I couldn't think of anything else. Um, now, keep in mind, this isn't a brand that I ever envisioned owning and my mind wasn't on that. I'm stuck on, you know, cleaning franchise things that I started, I wasn't researching anything else. I had already went to a meeting and met with the company and setting everything up, but to push forward. So, so woke up out of my sleep, man, started researching and uh, researched all night. I didn't even go to sleep uh, later, you know, until later that next night. Uh, by the time I was done researching, it was like 7 AM and I said, you know what? I was looking at all the requirements. I can meet this. I can meet that. I can make this happen. I can make that happen. You know what? Send out the application, sent out the app, Went in for an interview, and a day like today, you know, here we are, uh, I can't guarantee that I'm the youngest black multi-owner, but when I did take over, I was the youngest black multi-owner in North America. Man. So that, that's how we moved, that, that was a sequence of events, man. Hey,
2: I love it, bro, I love it.
3: It's all
1: about stacking it and flipping it. Like you took yeah, man. every time you leveled up and you reinvested it.
3: Oh yeah, exactly, man. The, the, mo- the only thing that I really spent on Was really my home. But at the end of the day, that wasn't an expense. That was just a bank account I opened up, really. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I bought my home, the equity that I'm going to grow in it, the asset collateral that I have in it. That was the only thing that I really spent money on. And other than that, everything else was just reinvested or logging into the account and seeing it stacked and smiling and going about my day.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Hey, that's really like an inspiring story for real because. It shows how you really just got it out of the mud, but you also stayed, you cre- you stayed creative also, and you just kept on reinvesting in yourself, man. And exactly. that's where a lot of people mess up. They always, they, they either, once they get to a certain level, they get comfortable and they creative creativity starts to lack uh, yep. yep. or they start to take the money out of the business before they even start growing. Right,
3: exactly, man. And um, we're still not at that point um, I'm not gonna be at that point for a minute. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm gonna grow this, and uh, I, I need to eat and survive. But I know, I know, I'm I'm so solid. I can make that elsewhere. Other than that, we're not touching this. We need to expand. Um, this is what's gonna get us to those seven, eight, nine-figure deals using this collateral, using these assets. So I'm really, I'm really reinvesting now. Yeah, I'm really not taking that risk. of, Okay, it's time to splurge, but nah, not not at this level, man. Um, I feel like I have the culture looking at me. Uh, um to do to do it the right way um i've changed a lot in my mindset now when i got to this level uh, you know i'm not i'm not showing the culture that i'm, I'm buying expensive clothing jewelry um, cars things of that sort uh, i want to show what it really takes to create actual wealth and i need to lead by example so uh, right now it's just all about reinvesting uh we have a lot of things in, in uh, in line with the subway brand, We have a lot of things lined up outside the brand just by the platformers providing it. Um, so it, it's just all about doing right by the culture and showing them staying down really pays off. Just like my brother Nip said, if you see that video on my page, you see him telling me, yo, bro, I'm inspired. Because he literally saw it from the mud. You know, I saw his, I saw his journey from the mud, and I'd always tell him, man, he was always thankful. Like, he would always say, thank you, bro, thank you. Some people humble, like, oh, come on, man. You know, you relax, man, blah, blah, blah. But he would always just say thank you because he knew it was from an authentic place. So when I closed my deal, um, I closed my deal on a Wednesday. Um, he came by on a Friday. Whole squad, tour buses all in the parking lot, this and that. And he was really looking around in amazement, like, wow, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired, man. This is, this is it, man. And, uh, he just knew that the way I was going to flip the brand, the way I was going to work with it matched his ethic and matched what he could work with. So he was excited about that. man. Yo, we really, you know, this is something that matches, for one, my my, uh, my healthy lifestyle. Um, he's pushing more organic, vegan, you know, a vegan lifestyle to the culture, trying to change their eating habits. Um, he's building up um, natural, you know, businesses, restaurants and his own shopping, center things, that sort. So this is one with the global name behind it that if we had just attached the brands to it, oh yeah, we could really make something really great work, you know, uh, you had Ross with the wing stops, uh, you know, you have all these other uh, cultural influencers and in with these global brands, this was a brand that he knew like, okay, this is one I could tap into, especially being my brother, I trust you with the bread. you know, let's buy them up and let's go ahead and, and push that forward. So, you know, it was, it was just inspiring to be, an inspiration to someone that was my inspiration. It was like, yeah. just that back and forth was just crazy, man. It was really a shock to me to see him inspired by what I did, but it was off of his inspiration also. You know? mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man. Hey, hey, Ralph, man, I really just wanna ask you, bro. Can we get into like, just being around Nip, man? Like, cause you know, the whole culture looked up to Nip. Yeah. Like, just being in that circle, how, how did that like affect you? in like this journey because i feel like it was impactful man like
3: uh, it it was
0: it was surreal
3: at certain moments at certain points in times um growing up you know growing up uh being best friends in middle school you wanted him to be a best friend because it was always something to bother I mean, he was a pretty boy, and, and to be honest, he wasn't even that typical pretty boy—light skin, green eyes, this and that. But nah, there was just something in the bottom where all the girls were striking to him. You know, I, and only get me wrong, this is middle school, so you want that to be your best friend. You know what I'm saying? Oh shoot, all so the you girls can all on <laughs> this too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. So we want uh, you know, there was always something about him. Um, and then, you know, bro, I, I, I would study, I would go crazy, I would go hard, and. Um, and especially after getting a few C's, maybe a D, my parents would be on me, and i will study crazy in order for that next report card to be straight A's or B's, and I still couldn't get that him. It was no effort. So he'd be playing basketball all day, go to class the next day, geography, get 100% on the test. Man, 110. How you, where do you get the extra 10%? It wasn't even no extra credit. So it was always just something about him. I, I just never envisioned him being legendary. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never envisioned him. I always knew he was going to be great. I always knew he was going to uh, achieve great things. Um, but I just never knew he would get to legendary status, man. And um, his brother, to, to be realistic, man, the, the story of Black Sam is the, you no, know, not to not to downplay any of Nip's story and things that sort of, but Black Sam's story, culturally knew his story. That's the true inspirational aspect of things, where you're talking about doing whatever it takes in order to make it happen, and then making it happen and still going from there. So, but Black Sam was always that that hustler. He was always um, in back of the school bus. I hope he watches this, man. In back of the school bus um, with a notepad and a paper and a paper now writing down his goals. Uh, if you're watching this, Sam, I remember that 2001 Honda Accord. I remember you wanted $200 to buy a blank CD so that he can. You know make mix CDs and burn CDs in order to sell those after school and things of that sort so he was always that person so for me to see them turn it into something realistic on a global level that, that was kind of surreal man every time I'd be in the midst of them you could feel the energy you could feel the cohesion between them um the last time I saw my brother ironically was with Black Sam and we took that photo like nah bro we ain't never had a photo like this it's history and we take that photo, and I'm so glad I caught that memory because it was at that point we all realized, that yo, we, we really made it here, you know what I'm saying? We're really here right now. So uh, it was surreal, man. It was obviously a blessing uh, um, just being around him. And he was more of a listener. You would think, that like, being around him, you want to soak up so much game and just sit there and listen. But he was more of a listener to you, man. You could go on a rant, and he'll sit there and not say a word because, uh, you know, he wanted to hear you out and provide the right feedback. And, and, and soak up game for you. And meanwhile, everyone's expecting him to be at that level. You know what I'm saying? Where you you just get game from them, He's the ultimate the this and that. Yeah, had Jay-Z being his mentor, Snoop, this and that. All these people are billionaires and things that sort. But you're really listening to you and pull as much game about the realities of things. And to me, that was kind of surreal, man. It was always surreal linking up with him, man, especially at this level. But it was also very authentic. I want y'all to understand that as well. It was always... You know, when i was seeing him it's industry all over the place uh but when i was seeing him it'd be like that shivering before that man my brother like that all yeah. man. man ground zero what's up man you know if you notice all the videos i put out man, we shaking hands for 15 seconds just up and down tapping each other's back because it was that authenticity like man you know i have all these people around me whether it's partners industry um uh associates things of that sort but when the authentic friendship was there we both really felt so we both really felt it, man. That that was just raw love. So raw love and just being in a in a in a space of feeling surreal when it came to being in this aura,
2: man. Hey. hey that's that's beautiful. And yeah, man, thank you, man. I, I ain't gonna lie, like just from hearing you speak about it, like I kinda like you can really feel the authentic authentic oh, yeah. oh Lord Jesus oh, authenticity. I, authenticity. I you, authenticity. Yeah. In, like in it, bro. Like you can feel it, man. So yeah. like I can definitely see how that would have like a positive impact but also the inspiration like you said the black sam story bro because i ended up kind of like looking into it and i was like wow like it's like that nigga's a hustler for real
3: oh yeah bro and his brother always his brother always gave the props if you look at interviews like my team yeah. you know i think my team for allowing me to take the isolation but my team is really the machine and um you know he says in one interview he points out black sam directly like bro black sam he's a beast you know he's you know unbelievable when it comes to the grind and hustle. So when you say out the mud, literally, man, from underground, you know, ground zero, negative zero, all the way up to where they're at now. And then for his brother to leave the brand in his hands, you know, you can trust that you know he's really gonna do the right things with it because he's an operational brewer. Anytime I link with Sam, um, he pull me to the back end. It's more on the operations. You know, uh, yo, bro, how, how, you know, Sam, how you doing? Managing um these two entities. Okay, I do this. I order this when the shipment comes in, I take this, I order that up. Like, we'd always bounce back off those levels. On my team, I'm the operations guy. On his team, he's the operations guy. He's payroll. He's uh, supply and demand. Um, he's ordering up. He's production, things of that sort. Same role I play in regards to everything I do. So we always related at that level. Where it's like, man, when we linked up, it was all operations and really getting down to the nitty-gritty of how these systems work. And I pull a lot of game from you when it came to that.
2: Yeah. I love it very strategic man That's 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 very important
3: it's chess bro it's not checkers at all especially on the playing field that they're on um you know it was just it was really being every move mattered every move had to make sense because uh, one move could affect the empire uh, uh detrimentally so they never took those risks every move they made uh, uh every every position they took it was definitely with strategy just
2: like with chat. So it's definitely a new strategy. Man. Yeah, bro. Hey, so there's another part I want to get into. I want to get into the side of being an actual franchise owner. Like what is, what is actually like a lot of people, you know, they might sit down and think about like, "Oh, I want to buy a McDonald's. Or I want to buy a Chick-fil-A. But a lot of people don't understand what actually comes with being a franchise owner. Um, insight.
3: Man, being a franchise owner is a, it's a, it's a lot of responsibility, man. Uh, especially because being a franchise owner is going to require you to expand at a certain point in time. Once you expand, they always say, "More money, more problems." You know what I'm saying that's that's not cliche at all. It's really a uh, there's really a lot of truth in that. Uh, but being a franchisee, uh, it takes a lot of work. Uh, it takes a lot of manpower. Uh, you have to be willing to 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 live a life of.
1: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really
3: long drive. Bada At participating McDonald's. Uh, living life of an entry-level employee for years at a time. I'm on the lines and my shops making sandwiches. Um, I'm, I'm closing up on a Sunday. I'm opening up on a Saturday. Um you know, I'm running to the bank and getting changed. I'm doing all these little things where you would think that franchisee, big boss status and, you know, pointing around and you do this, you do that. Um, that that's really, you know, that really doesn't exist. So, um, but then again, there's a lot of pros to it as well. Uh, being a franchisee just opens up the, the avenues to uh, bigger uh, bigger wealth. It, it opens up the avenues to, to expansion. Uh, at a certain point in time, you know, uh, credit, all, all these different all these different factors kind of the, the more you expand, those things become less of a uh less of a factor in mm-hmm. you expanding because now you just using an assets. You playing you it's Monopoly. Uh let me sell these two hotels to buy or let me sell these two houses to buy one hotel on Park Place. Oh, I'm um, done with Park Place, let me sell that, you know, one hotel and let me buy four houses on um Atlantic Avenue. Okay, bet so at that point you just start playing Monopoly of it an and um, that's where the real wealth really matters when you're, you're moving units um, versus nickel and diamond. So that's a true positive. Uh, that's a pro to uh, uh, to ownership of a franchise. Uh, but I, you know, I just don't want people to think that it's just easy, man. You bought in, that's it. Uh, millions of dollars thrown in. I'm sitting back watching TV all day. So to be realistic, this is the hardest I've ever worked in my life. Ever. I'm, I'm, I'm running uh, I'm I'm not even gonna guess. Uh, I'm running on on a good day. On a good day, I'm at a 16-hour day. Other than that, I'm pushing 18 to 20. Um, and that's because I have so many lives dependent on me. Um, I have so many. Um, I, ha- I have so many tasks to get done by certain deadlines, self deadlines that I can't miss. So. Um yeah, I'm in control of everything, but being in control is also what you would consider the con saying you're in control of everything, so if you don't make the right move, you know the empire can crumble or that's a massive hit to the to the to the asset. So yeah, to just always be on your Ps and Q's. Um there's no slowing down. Um uh at my point at my position, uh I don't slow down at all until I'm maybe about ten plus units. And then at ten plus units there's still no slowing down, but it's just I'm, I'm sitting at home playing chess now off the laptop i'm moving here moving there i'm doing this and doing that i'm controlling at that point general managers and district managers i'm playing chess with them and then they're on the ground level like i am now so uh anybody that wants to get into the franchise world i will definitely highly recommend it you know what i'm saying uh, i have a lot of i have a lot of courses on the way out to really show the game and really pull the culture in uh, my method of my method of pulling the culture in is gonna be one that's unique and never been done, where uh, my employees, uh, when they come in, they get groomed to buy the shops that I've already required. So um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna build you up to buy this shop off me and then I'll move on to the next and expand. So uh, at that point, you know, we're bringing the culture in and who knows, man, I might even set clauses to where you have to do the same. you know, saying, we're not letting this out. You have to pass it down and you have to make sure it's not so, it might sound outlandish, but that's that's a goal, man, um, that I definitely want to achieve with this. Um, but franchising, man, um, it, it's been good. Um, it just also has me working harder than ever worked, man. But I love it, bro. This is this is what I do. I'm 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 living in my passion right now. Um, I love the grind. I love the turning the dollar into two. That's always been my passion. Uh, so I'm living it now. at no point. I asked for God to load me up with a heavy plate. Um, I can't back down now that it's here. Now you got to eat, man. You yeah, got yeah, to be hungry. You asked for the man. plate. Now yeah, it's time exactly. to eat. Oh, there you go, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I always say I never pray to God to lower the load, lessen the load. I pray for a stronger back. Now put it on me, bro. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I always
2: do. That's how you got to do it. You got to exactly, just ask man. for strength. Don't exactly. ask for a break. Just ask for strength. Keep going. Exactly.
3: exactly. I like yeah. it. in. So, um, yeah, that, that's where I'm at when it comes to franchising, man. I definitely recommend it. Uh, uh just know that when you go through the process, get ready to deal with the mental anguish. Uh get ready to play the corporate politics. Uh get ready to play chess uh with every single move. Every single email is a chess play. Every single um every single text back is a chess play. You know, it's just constant chess um dealing with that level of of of, of, of corporate at that point.
0: Mm, definitely. You you touched on a lot of different things, especially with the on a franchise a lot of people definitely think that you just put a lot of money into this you sit back and just watch the checks come in it, it's the complete opposite and i'm seeing it from another franchisee owner that okay. it, it's, it's a lot of groundwork you got to put in and like you said you over a lot of different people and you control their paycheck pretty yep. much because if you mess up a move they might not have a paycheck coming in next door is closing. yep yep
3: exactly so, so it's
0: a, it's a, and like you said it's a lot of chess moves that you got to deal with and you oh, yeah. touched on on the corporate of uh, corporate policies and stuff like that and moving in the corporate world with emails, that's something I had to learn personally. There you and, go. And In my job. Yep. It's like you can't just email somebody just anything and you nah. can't just anything on nah. email.
3: It's on black it's and white. Right. It comes back exactly. on right.
0: Exactly. It's certain ways you gotta talk and in certain ways you yep. gotta move when it comes to yep. emailing, especially in this corporate world.
3: Yep. Yep. I had to learn that um but but then again um having mentorship and having um, friends and family that were already dealing with, to be honest, they could be, they could be corporate nine to five employees mm-hmm. that you still pull those little tidbits of what they do on a daily basis and you implement them into your entrepreneurial process. So I saw the way that they had to move via emails. they will be mad at their boss. I Man, I can't stand them, blah, 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 blah. blah. Uh, but they'll still email back, hello, sir, and have a good evening. Best regards. Okay. So you can't really let your emotion come into it just know that once it's in black and white once you hit that send button that's it forever so whatever happens after that be ready to deal with it you know um i had to learn that and um there's been a few times where it's like man i wish i didn't send it or i wish i could take that back but uh, at the end of the day i probably clear it up with the next few emails after that so um there's a lot of politics when it comes to that and maybe not even politics but just the way the world moves at that level when it comes to that when it comes to that point you don't move the way you move at a surface level Yeah,
2: an elevated level, so you need to move a little bit different. Hmm. I love it. I love it. I also love how we're owning the a franchise, you show a lot of humility, man. You 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 gotta humble yourself because like you say, you're working on them lines, man. You you in the trenches with your workers, but that also shows your workers that you're riding for them. Because if you one of them lazy bosses that's just in the uh, office, just acting like that's that's gonna make your people lazy. So you're right. creating a great work culture around your mm-hmm. business too. Right. So right. it's like you you really, you invest in it like yeah. triple time.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Um, my employees see me on a daily, bro. I, I'm in here, I'm at, I'm at my shop now, uh, 5.53. Um, I've been going since about 5 a.m. Uh, They're up there running the line now, but how can they, how can they lose steam and power when the boss man is in here, you know, filling up sauces for me. The boss man is in here wiping down the table. So. Or am I might be like, Oh, I'm tired or I don't feel like doing it when the boss has been running a fourteen hour day and he's knocking it out, you know. So um I instill that in my employees because again, I'm I'm here to groom you on behalf of the culture, I'm here to groom you and uh make you better. I don't I don't I don't envision you being here as and making this your career job. Even if this is gonna be your career subway, but you're gonna grow within this, it's gonna go past the front line. It's gonna go on past making that Italian BMT. So I'd rather groom you now so that you can get to those levels. At the end of the day, the higher you go, the better for me, anyway. So why hold back that game and why hold back that structure that I can give you? So I'm showing you raw that I'm on ground. Um, you guys see me operating two subways, but I'm the one opening. I'm the one closing. Man, you know. Hopefully they take that and, and 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 they implement that on their own. Like now, I remember my first job at Subway. I saw the owner in there on a daily basis, sweating and wearing you know uh, um, old Nikes. You know, making sandwiches on the make line. So hopefully, you implement that and you grow your business from the ground up and stack as much as possible, cut as much payroll, cut as much cost. Make sure it's running. If you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. Make sure it's being ran the way you envision running it. You know? so uh, I'm, I'm grassroots with it, man. Uh, again, that's that's what I plan on on pushing toward the culture, man. Uh, I wasn't wasn't born with a silver spoon. I wasn't um, given any platforms when I was younger, so. I had to get it out the mud from ground zero so i'm gonna push that because i know there's a lot of us out there that only have a ground zero to push it from hopefully they take my story and say you know what if he can make it happen i can make it
0: happen sure yeah
3: Definitely. Lean by that,
0: yeah for some listeners that are listening to this and they want to they're thinking about okay i like what he's saying and i want to open up a, a corporate or uh, i mean a franchise how would they go about that what is like the route yeah. a general route i know you can't give all the okay. details what's the general route okay general
3: route man because my process took a year so that's (laughs) something that (laughs) that's something that would be on the line bro for at least a month just going back and forth but a general route man is is choosing choosing the brand first off, the very basis of it is is choosing a brand that 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 you have a passion for Uh, for me Subway was a brand that I had a passion for because one the healthy lifestyle and for two I'm not selling poison to my people. I'm not selling poison to anyone. And then three, there were a global brand that had a lot of potential in it. So those are three factors that that came to mind, or that any of these listeners should keep in mind when it comes to choosing what brand they really want to go with. Can you do this on a daily basis for 80 to 90 hours a week? Does it suit your lifestyle? Don't get me wrong. You can't. I'm not saying you can't, but um, you know, you're not going to be you're not going to be a, a vegan and going and buying a Del Taco or uh, a taco bell or things that sort i me wrong you can do it but it's kind of contradictory it's kind of hypocritical in a sense and you have to live with that within so um yeah choosing choosing a brand that you have a passion for matches your lifestyle um you see potential in it and you could do that for 80 90 hours a week uh from there send out the application all of them have application process are you listing all of your personal information are you listing your financial information um uh, they're gonna do a credit check on you. Uh, one thing I could say is, please don't be fearful if you have bad credit. Uh, a lot of these brands, if they see your worth, they'll work with you and they'll make it happen. Uh, personally, I'm gonna give some game. I didn't have the best credit, uh, but but I know that I would I would I would provide such a value that that would be minimal in regards to what the requirements were. You know what I'm saying? He's over. I'm over-exceeding this, this, and this. Uh, he has that kind of a score okay that's fine we can still uh, put that to the side really quick i mean at the end of the day they're really just checking to make sure you don't have any judgments or liens on you where if you buy the asset you know uncle sam's gonna come in and take the asset because you owe somebody five hundred thousand dollars. so that's the main aspect but uh first and foremost yeah sending the application um me your financial status uh if all goes well they call you in for an interview uh, this is just a one-on-one with you know, whoever's in charge on vetting new no franchisees or prospects. Um, be totally authentic with it. Uh, at this point in time, this is when I tell you, you know, this is when I'm advising for you to get corporatized and learn your corporate lingo and how you going in and dealing with this type of people. You don't just go in like you're about to go deal with, you know, one of the homes off the street. Once you need to go in, even down to the way you dress. You got to come a certain way in order to prove that you're worthy of. Being a part of such a brand scheme, so um, that's the very basics of it, man. Um, after that, I'm sure most brands have some sort of a training, uh, whatever aspect of franchise you're going into, whether it's restaurant, hospitality, um, uh, real estate, whatever franchise model, they're going to train you on how to utilize their model. And uh, once you're in, and, and once that process has gone through, uh, you know you, you you implement that model to a T. They've been around for years because. They have a model that works. If you follow step A, B, C, and D, you will achieve step E. Then, man, man, we're not skipping step B and going from A to C. We're doing A, B, C, and D. At that point, you should see the benefit of you reaching goal E and go from there. So, that's a generic process. There's a lot of things in the middle of all those steps, but that's something that you know we could break down over time. I plan on breaking that down and pushing that out to so the coach once I stabilize operations, now.
2: Yeah, y'all definitely be on the lookout for that, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, right. that's insightful, man. Just that little part was insightful.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Like, got that, a lot of uh, stuff coming uh, with, uh, with Chris Williams that you guys um, um, did a podcast for that you guys went live with a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so be on the lookout with that, man. I definitely will push that out to you and push that out to the coach. But we got a lot of things coming up, man, uh, on behalf of the coach for sure, man. It's time to give and, and really rank reel really, them in.
1: That's
2: the role
1: we play within
2: the brand. And if we can open up that door, then uh, why not? Yeah. I Definitely.
1: It. I uh, thought you had you had some, bro. Yeah, man. I just wanted to uh, touch on with the franchising. Cause I know a lot of times in our community, uh we will get people and they'll be like, Oh man, why'd they go with this brand and why'd they go with that brand? And I'm I'm glad that you touched on <laughs> part of it, because that's a part of it. A lot of people are yeah. not business minded in that aspect. This is a business model that works already. Right. Why, why would I be trying to go make my own restaurant that nobody right. ever heard of Right. when the, the the odds are against me? When they got some right. shit that's working already.
3: Exactly, man. Uh, and, and just to piggyback off of that again, um, you know, a lot, I get that all the time. Why Subway? You know what I'm saying? First of all, this isn't a brand that the culture's really tapped into, this isn't a wing stop. To be honest, this isn't a McDonald's, man. Um, you have all these other models that tap into the culture, man, where, you know, um, they're doing, McDonald's doing the All-American Games, you know, you see people from our young millennial um, and even black and hip-hop culture being mm-hmm. embraced by McDonald's, being embraced by wing stuff. You see Rick Ross, you see Checkers, Rick Ross, you see um, um, in the very beginning um, um, LeBron with McDonald's, you see all these different things. Yeah. You know? um, but... People ask why Subway and my thing was is I wanted to choose a lane with the less traffic, with the least traffic and owning it. So now let's be realistic. If you were to think about whenever you were to hear subway, if you really tapped into the culture, you are thinking Ralph Dees or you think of Chris Williams, one or the other. And Chris Williams came up from under me. I meant for him to get to where he's at. So um, if you think of Wingstop or oh, Rick Ross, and this is just strictly for the culture. Um, if you think of Checkers, Rick Ross, if you think of all these other brands, when you think of Subway, I hope and I'm really building it up to where you think of Ralph Diesel. So the lane was one that wasn't taken up. Um, I wasn't trying to crowd into the, the 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 express lane with all these other cars. I was trying to find my own lane, move in that lane and 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 gain my footing, gain my traction in that lane and keep it moving. So um that way I'll really own it. You know, when they when they need something culturally um um effective they come in the route. Well, Ralph, what's up? What's going on? We need this and this. Uh, we plan on doing this festival in Louisiana, blah, blah blah We think that you'll be the franchisee that we can trust to represent the brand the right way. why? Because you're invested at the bottom. So you're not gonna do nothing detrimental to ruin your investment. And second, with tap in, you know what the culture wants, you know what they you know, you know what they need, you know what they yearn for. So uh, we'll put you in charge of that. Go ahead and make that happen. So that's my goal when I say we're working on things within this brand. Um, that's that's what
2: we're really trying to secure right now on behalf of the culture. Hey, I love it, bro. I love how you like trying to go there. And a lot of smart people, smart investors know how to go for the markets. That's yeah. got the. I'm guessing I would say higher entry point barriers are like the areas where not a lot of people are there, mm-hmm. so you yeah. can really take over and own it, like you said, man. Right. We just had this podcast with uh, Hope Wiseman. And she she's one of the youngest uh medical dispensary owners. Youngest, well, youngest, yes, okay.
1: African American
2: dispensary owner yeah. in the uh, U.S. And she talked. She she was speaking about how like whenever she was looking for the states to open her dispensary, what she was looking for, and she looked for the same thing: places where it wasn't a crowded market, right. but they had a higher a higher entry point barrier, but it was right. worth it once she got right. in.
3: Right, exactly, man. Same thing with real estate. Same thing everywhere else. Uh, all oh, right, and. and you know, various sectors of business,
2: uh, you want to get in, uh, you want to get in where. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
3: this is
0: ludicrous.
2: But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper
1: ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right.
2: You can file a claim on the app or call us.
3: Thanks, Mr. Chris.
2: No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a
1: good neighbor,
3: State Farm is there.
1: State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
3: You see the most potential. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, the entry point might be a bit higher, but there's a lot of potential. Uh, um, there's a lot of potential for growth. And we're playing the long game. We're not the short term, you know, the little hits, the flips, and all that stuff, there's no longevity in that. We're playing the long game when it comes to this. So are you looking for potential? You're looking for growth, you know? how big can I grow this where it's at. So that's exactly why, you know, she chose a state where, you know, there's a couple of different factors to see if there's anyone in this lane. She weighed those options. So you know what, I'm I'm tracking here? And I'm gonna own this. I got territory rights. Um, you know, you can't come and build a subway across the street from me, cause I'm already got this stereo on like, this is my block. So you might wanna go run over there and choose over there and see if you can build something up over there. But this is where I own, you know, you can't come into my territory, so. That's really the name of the game, man. Finding something uh, uh, with minimal, uh, minimal confusion, minimal, you know, uh, minimal talk, man. Minimal, like just minimal distraction. Hopping into something and just being comfortable running that lane with no inhibitions, man. That's why. I, that's why I really chose this and I ran with it. Still. How long did, you know,
0: how long did it take you to get your second store?
3: Uh, second store was a. Uh, was a three month second store was a three month i announced the second shop yeah about exactly three months after the first one man um and, and that was just pretty much working with the franchisee same owner and saying you know what man i already grabbed this one off you let's just make it a 2 store deal then and uh, uh showing me love on that so uh and it was tough because, in the very beginning, they won't allow you to become a multi owner. They don't allow you to be a multi owner because they know it's so, that's so tough in the very beginning. Um, so, you actually be causing more detriment to the brand by owning two, and oh, I can only pay attention to one. So, the other one's slacking, and you're making the brand look you know, dull. Meanwhile, I proved that I'll be able to handle it. Um, I had the work ethic. They saw my drive, they saw the passion. And I was kind of a rare case where, like, you know what, go ahead and approve them to buy two. And I took that. I took that opportunity. I took that blessing and made it happen. I may not be working. I'm, if I didn't buy that second one, I may not. And I'm actually in my second one now. If if I didn't if I didn't purchase this, I may not be as drained out and as tired and as burnt out as I am now, or as 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 maxed out as I am now. But um, again, I'm just glad that I passed that threshold from one to two. That's the hardest transition, uh, from owning one shop and moving to two. I came in from zero to two okay. off the bat, and that's what's taking me a little bit more longer. But we we'll
1: get stabilized eventually, hey, and that's how I go with everything, like you said. You we've been saying it all throughout the episode. You just keep grinding, yeah. Man. Keep, exactly, the only thing man. that separated them was you don't quit, you just yeah, keep exactly, going. exactly. And it's get yeah, exactly,
3: man. Exactly,
1: man. So, yeah,
2: my brother, a whole inspiration, man. If, if y'all didn't take anything from this podcast, man, I hope y'all took, like, just the like he said, just the the force to keep
1: grinding. Yeah, man.
2: Yep, yeah.
3: yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know that's that's you know that's what I definitely want. That's the message I want to send to the culture, uh, all the young brothers and sisters that's out there, and, and look to me as an inspiration, um, and look to you know various people that are at you know those levels that you envision to be at within whatever part of business is in is just uh, just 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 stay stay motivated, stay inspired. Um, uh, stay focused um stay determined to hit that goal uh build your mental anguish uh try it just in everyday life man when you get a no deal with that deal with that stress and force it to be a yes and then from there um, relay that over to whatever business that you're in and be relentless man be resilient uh those are those are the main keys man to be realistic it sounds cliche when my brother said it but it really is. That's the only distinguishing factor is that I didn't quit, that I'm not gonna quit. So uh you know, if I had to leave one gym, uh, for all the listeners, uh, all the followers for the culture itself, man, just don't quit. Keep it going. For some reason, I don't know how it works, but the algorithm's gonna work in your manner and the universe is gonna open up for you, it's gonna let you in, and every level you get to understand that you're a freshman at that level. So to to the to the guys that's still at the police auction, oh man, Ralph is at that level, but you gotta compare me to other franchisees that are. Uh, well, my my my, my development agents are so 350 shops deep. The guy I bought my shop from is eight Wing Stops, uh, Baskin Robbins, uh, uh, Little Caesars Pizzas. They so so deep. So I'm a freshman of the game. Oh, you're too summer Come on, man. You know, get your get up, get your weight up. That's fine, but every little level now. When I get to the 350 shop, mark once you want to go next level, okay, now. Uh, you're a young boy to the game man there's people out there grossing 400 million so now i'm trying to get to that point so you know just understand that you know, every level you get to you'd be a freshman all over again that's fine but you know fight hard study stay focused and get to that senior class
0: you know
2: yeah Ooh. that's a, that's yeah, a powerful that's, i love it that there's a, a
1: powerful bar right there to, to yeah. move on into like the last segment of the show yeah. so uh, we do a segment on the show called what's on your timeline so really we just want to ask you about something that you either seen on social media or even something that you posted that you think <laughs> people should know about. Or you just want to talk about, man. All right.
3: Sure, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh on my timeline, man, oh uh, uh, man. Uh <laughs> dude, okay, yeah. And what's on my timeline, man, is um it's really uh sure just First off, NIPS all over my timeline, man. That, that's one. But uh the source of it all is 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 just uh growth from from, from ground zero, man. Um, what's on my timeline is is just seeing positivity all day, every day, man. I don't follow accounts that man at any point in time if I'm opening up something and it's a negative vibe to it, that's off my timeline. Exactly. Cut that you out. Uh, um, and everything has to be positive. So total positivity on my timeline, man. Uh, trade wars, that's on my timeline, man. I, I'm trying to see how the money's moving right now, bro. Uh, you know, a lot of our vendors is in Mexico, is in, you know, we get a lot of our products, China. Says, so I'm just really trying to see how these trade wars are really gonna play along. Um, and again, yeah, man, love, positivity. Uh, uh, nip, the, 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 the growth from the very bottom and the inspiration. And, um, and just, just these trade wars, man, seeing how money's moving on a daily basis.
2: Yeah, the the them trade wars, man, that stock, oh, man, that's bro, been a crazy, tell you, crazy game, bro. Yeah,
3: it's been, it's been, man, it's wow. just so volatile, man. You'll hop in and, and it'll tank. You'll have a crazy week of, uh, the Dow being down so much. And then you'll hop in at a certain point in time and it's so up. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that volatility, Dang, that's really what the, what's so scary about it, man. But. If you got a strong stomach, man, stomach, the highs and lows, you'll be fine. Yo, for real. Yeah, bro.
2: Yes. Kelly, you got anything on the timeline, Dave? Nah, no. I
1: ain't been on the tail of the day. Yeah,
2: bro, I've been at work all day, man. Oh, yeah, I
1: you know, know, man. You? I, I
2: just had
3: to tap it right now, see oh, what's on. Look, who, look, who's look
0: who's here. here. Look who's at
3: the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was, it was so late.
3: <laughs> Where you at, man?
2: Hey man, y'all, y'all forgive me, please, man. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to make it work. I had to, uh, I apologize to the listeners and whatnot. I was, um, with my grandma. I was trying to help her move some I money around. Apologize for grandma? Yeah, yeah man. You know we man. love granny, man. <laughs> well, one thing, like, I know we don't even talk about this on the podcast that much. I ain't trying to redirect the direction at all, but like, some of us be the first generations that like really understand money. So yeah. like. My grandma, all she ever dealt with was CDs. So like we moving yeah. money around to try to get better interest rates
3: and she's yeah. confused. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. It's just all yeah, that that's all that's all key. Again, it's all chess being playing chess with it. And, yeah. and you're right, very point, man. Being that first generation that really understands it. And, and you know what, fellas, my bad, let me add this let me add this gem to um to to the question about franchising is uh you really have to understand how money works, man. That it really sounds so cliche, but it's not about, you know, buying a pack of ham, buying a pack of turkey, buying a loaf of bread for $3 and selling it for six, and I ran a profit. Uh, one of the harshest lessons I learned in this game was really knowing how to move the money, playing chess with money in order to grow. It. So, uh, the fact that you said that, man, knowing how to move money, being a 1st generation on knowing how that's definitely a key when it comes to franchising as well, man. You gotta, you gotta know how to move it. It's not as simple as one plus one equals two, and if you only spend one, you made a dollar profit. Nah, that's not how it works, man. It's deeper than that, man. But great having you on, brother. Man, we it seemed like we wrapping up, man. But you came in better late than never, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. you oh came, yeah, <laughs> you
1: came in on with a hot topic,
3: yeah. Too, man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you came
2: in right on time, brother.
3: <laughs> exactly, man. You had me get one last bar, bro. So yeah, that's a good. Look. Hey, hey, hey. That one a purpose to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, fellas, looking forward to growing with y'all, man. Um, I'm sure we could join forces, uh, uh, as we build, man. I'm under a rebrand now, man. You see a lot of different things, especially in the coming weeks, based on what we discussed. So, uh, but just just you know, growing both platforms, utilizing everybody's platform to get there, man. But hey, bro, hey, 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 let's hey, we can go
0: ahead
1: and just say what's gonna happen because yeah, it's gonna come out way after that, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) right?
3: Okay, okay, all right. So, yeah, well, either way, man, um, in Atlanta. Um, I'm glad. I'm just glad that all, all of us can come together and go on support one of our bros and, and really sure. use our platforms to help his come up, and then he utilize his to, to continue to spread. So, uh, what we doing in Atlanta um, um, in October? Um, that's going to be really really great, man. Glad to have y'all on board in regards to that. The Q and A is going to be fired. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. light up his 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 grand opening. Uh, and, and really just show the culture on how we need to come together and join forces for the common good. So uh, I can't really wait to get that, you know, on, on, on tape, really get that that feeling and push that out to the culture so they can really see how unity is really where it's at, man.
2: Hey, bro, and we we so happy to be a part of that and just happy that God placed all of it just together where we yeah. can work and just connected all the dots, man.
1: Yeah. For sure, yeah. bro. Sorry, and, this shit beautiful in retrospect, uh, y'all. It is. I also, I
2: also wanted to uh, get you to just let the listeners know where they can find you at, where they can keep up with you, uh, website, anything like that, and where they can start getting these courses once you start putting them out.
3: Gotcha, man. Uh, uh, follow me on Instagram at Ralph Diesel r a l p h uh, d i e s e l. Also follow uh, my store accounts. First of all, my store accounts is the only two accounts worldwide. That Subway follows, and that's because they know what we got going. They see how we're moving. Um, and that's yeah. at Subway on Hellman and at Subway on Rochester. Yeah, bro. The only two stores, man. That's that man,
2: that's that's something to be talked about, bro.
3: Fact, bro. I mean, come on, man. I think they have over a million followers, they only follow like 50. We two out of fifty. And that's just because they know that, hey, you know what, this is the, this guy's really up to something. He's being that total difference out of 44,000 shops worldwide. 44,000, mine are the only two. So follow those two accounts. Um, websites being built up now. Like I told you, I'm under a rebrand. Yeah. Uh, and that's where you'll be able to um, to, to find out more about Ralph Diesel my way. is gonna be Ralph Diesel's way. As we find out about the way I move within all these different facets of things, franchising, um, car sales and financial services. So uh, be on the lookout for that and hopefully we can tap in and really push that their true website URL out at a later time. Um, and yeah, man, um, yeah, follow me on IG. Um, hopefully I can inspire you from there. I'm only pushing out content that's really authentic. Um, uh, one thing I really do, man, is I'm not sitting back and thinking of captions again, so I'm going off the fly, man, whatever it is. Now out there, that, 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 that material is real now. My stories is really me grinding in the garage like Jeff Bezos and really have four computer screens set up. I don't have the full setup like that as far as my my new MacBook and three other laptops, but you know, either way, we just trying to make it happen and really just show that grassroots mind um, from where we are trying to get there. So, yeah, man, follow me on IG, man. Let's get it.
2: Hey, let's go, man. Y'all better. Follow in and just follow my boy because he really out here, he pushing the fol- the culture forward, man. So y'all just y'all take heed uh, if y'all ain't taking nothing. Yeah. Uh we're we gonna start, we're gonna wrap up the podcast, we're gonna get into some house cleaning.
1: Um as always, yeah. y'all check out the website, uh the Yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Facebook, yeah, Twitter. We BWR underscore movement. Another two, Black War Renaissance. We got blogs, all kind of things. We got the merch. Make sure y'all support the merch. merch yeah, oh, Cash Flow T
2: is really doing well. Get your Cash Flow T is, is is going dumb, man. Yeah. Uh, oh so yeah, tea. man. That's
3: definitely messed up make sure you have one ready for me, fellas. Oh, you oh, well, already? Hey, oh, oh, we right, gonna bro. get your
2: address all after right. this is in the, right, the mail, bro. It, have it out. In me. the
3: definitely mail, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, fellas, like I said again, man, keep up the great work, man. Uh, uh, You definitely got my support all the way through. I'm proud of y'all. Young brothers out here uh, making it happen on behalf of the culture, man. Keep going, man. That glass ceiling is going to crack soon. I'm going to claim that for y'all, bro. Hey, we
2: appreciate Appreciate that. that. Because you don't even know know how much that means to us right now. I got you. I got you. I can only imagine. So, like, we appreciate that. Most definitely, man. Yeah, I
0: right, appreciate fellas. you coming on this podcast as well we really Of course, it.
3: as well too, right?
0: Oh hmm.
3: mm-hmm. Say that again? No. Uh, I'm going to be seeing Kelly uh, in a few weeks Oh hey, hey, I, I'm old. Old yeah I'm seeing all y'all We all pull it out, yeah, bro yeah, the all, coming. Team, say. all right, let's do it, man It's going it's to be a situation, so let's do it, man yeah, <laughs> do it. Yeah. yeah For sure, man All right, fellas, bless up, man I'm about to keep all this right. marathon going
2: All right, take it easy, bro Yo,
3: bro, bless <laughs>
2: Hey, y'all, make sure y'all go to the Patreon. Y'all go to the Patreon, support us. We're going to support y'all. We're going to drop content. We're going to talk to y'all. Y'all get some one-on-one with us. Y'all really y'all just get to really just get a feel with crazy us. Crazy
0: blooper we just had. Y'all sure. Yeah,
2: like,
1: like you get all of that. All right, y'all. So look, this has been the longest outro in the history of outros. This is Black Wolf Renaissance signing, signing out. out. Please, Please God damn it. <laughs>